This episode of the Parody Podcast is brought to you by dailypuzzles.com.au. Welcome to the Parody Podcast. My name is Jan McGingley. And my name is Mitchell Creighton. And today is the third episode of the Parody Podcast. We've got an extremely exciting episode for you today. We talk about new cubes, including the X-Men Bell V2, cancelled comps, and smaller YouTubers. And then we have a special guest on the show today, YouTuber Kevin Lee, otherwise known as Cubing Encoded. And then, like always, finish it up with a game of true or false. You're listening to the Parody Podcast, brought to you by your hosts, Mitch Creighton and Jan McGinley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Parody Podcast. We hope you're all staying very safe during these times. Firstly, we would like to send our wishes and condolences to Michael and the Morazel family, who is a fellow speed cuber. In May, his house and belongings burnt down. We hope his mother is in a happy place at this point in time, and we wish them well. If you'd like to donate to help support Michael and his family, we'll leave a link in the show notes where you can donate. We are very sorry we had to start off like that, but as a member of the speed cubing community, we hope we can help him out. To start off this episode, let's talk about new cubes coming out this month. Okay, so the cube that I'm most excited about coming out this month is by far the X-Men Bell V2 Pyraminx. So this is the second Bell puzzle by X-Men Design. Uh, the Bell V1 is like the top of the range Pyraminx. Pyraminx is one of my favourite events and I love the Bell and so I really can't wait to see what the Bell V2 is like. We don't know how much it will be or the set release date yet. We've just had looks at it. However, at the time of recording, I'm pretty sure most companies have got the prototype and we'll see some stuff within the next week, I guess. That's very exciting. I mean, it's, they said it's going to come out in June, so we've just got to keep our eyes out for that. It's going to be very exciting, don't you think? Absolutely. I can't wait. Okay, so we also have the Altron. This is the new Moyu WRM flagship 5x5. So obviously we know the Altron, uh, I think it's called the V2M. Is that right? The Altron 5x5? Uh, I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Well, this is the new one, the WRM. And it's going to be a main competitor to the Volk 5M because that's currently the best on the market. And obviously we have the Qi MS that just came out. So at the moment, Qi is dominating the 5x5 market. So we'll have to see how Moyu can uh, contribute to that. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, as you said before, the Volk is pretty much the top of the range at the moment. So I'm quite excited to see how the Altron compares to that and which one people go for. Yeah, that's really exciting. The, another cube we've got is the GAN 330, which is a GAN keychain cube. Uh, we've seen a lot of keychain cubes come out in the last month or so, but we thought the GAN one would be most notable, of course, because it's a GAN cube. Unfortunately, it is not comp legal, so sorry, OH solvers because it's got a hole for the keychain to go in, but it looks like a lot of fun and it's quite funny, I guess. That's really disappointing because, like, it's a GAN small cube, not just the 354M. This is yeah, really small. a keychain. 33 millimetres. Like, yeah. I just wish, I wish it was comp legal. That would really be interesting. I'd love to see someone at comp use it, but obviously... I mean, Mitch, don't you think we could try and fill it in with, like, some uh, sort of filler? I mean, as an experiment. Probably, I won't play around too much with it. I'm not really an OH person. And also, we have the Chi Duomo, which is a collaboration with Methods and uh, Chi. So uh, it looks like a really high-quality puzzle, uh, but obviously the performance is not there because Methods is just not as good. Obviously, Methods, if you don't know already, invented the Pyraminx, and also Chi, uh, they made the duo. I've seen duo sort of stuff before, so this is going to be really cool to uh, see. Yeah. Um, I met Methods. He was really great guy i met him at worlds so i'm gonna see what he comes up with in the future yeah um this is like a pyramid shaped puzzle 
I mean, hopefully this puzzle will be really nice. Obviously, Mephits aren't known for their high performance. However, with Chi Yi, hopefully they'll be able to work it out and it'll work out really nice. I'd love to see an actual WCA legal thing collaboration. That would be yeah. interesting. Yeah. Also, we have the Gan IV2 Smart Cube. So, as you know, Gan I and Gan I Play, they've been Gan's flagship uh, Smart Cube. Well, the Gan I has been the flagship of Gan from Smart Connected Cubes. So obviously this is, has a lot of hype on it as the app of the previous one didn't work that well. I mean, using it was a right, just had some uh, connection issues. But um, this one has lights, so that's all I know. Yeah, I'm excited for this. Hopefully they'll fix out a few smaller bugs that they had in the previous again uh, I. Smart cubes are still quite new to the cubing community, so there's still a lot of stuff to work out, but I really like the idea of them, and they're really cool. But this is, of course, the second generation, as we had the first generation, like, for example, the Galaxy Fold from Samsung. The second generation is a lot cleaned up, so we just have to see how uh, connected things work, so. Yeah, absolutely. Now, let's talk of some underrated and smaller cubing YouTubers. So, as you know, we are both YouTubers. Yep. Um, uh, we're both under a thousand subs and we're quite connected uh, with the cubing community, particularly the smaller channels and stuff. Obviously, the first channel that we have to mention is Cubehead. This is pretty much going to be a Cubehead section. He's only really recently hit uh, the YouTube scene and since then he's just blown up. I think he's already over 5k or something at the time of recording this, so I he sort of doesn't that- meet the requirements, but... His quality is just amazing and far out of everyone else's. He's just going to grow so much over the next few months. Yeah, at the start of this, uh, at the start of May, he was at maybe two thousand subs, and yeah. now he's at nearly six thousand. Like this man is killing it. His views, he's absolutely, getting... he's just blowing up. I mean, I think like towards the end of April, he got some shoutouts from some p- pretty big people, and then he just blew off from there. All of his videos have got over a thousand views. Yeah, but he definitely deserves those subscribers. Like, Absolutely. Those, those videos are amazing. He works really hard and he just got a new logo. So go check him out. We'll leave a yeah. link in the description. I'm just checking now and it says his channel was made on the 9th of September 2019. at the And at the time of the recording this, he has 6.39 thousand subscribers. Ridiculous. That's amazing. Let's not forget Tino Cubing. Congrats finally on hitting 4,000 subscribers. All the hard work deserves to pay off. If you don't know Tino Cubing already, uh, what are you doing? But uh, secondly, he makes really high quality cinematics and content. It's very funny. Also, he's just a great person in real life. So we really uh, recommend him because he's such a genuine guy, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. He's going to grow quite a bit over the next couple of months as well. Maybe not to Cubehead's stuff because he's just going to blow up, but he's going to be quite big pretty yeah, soon. Yeah, and Tino makes very reliable content, yep. so... Every video is going to be good. Very high quality. Everyone's going to be good. You'll really enjoy it. Okay, we're going to take a short break and we'll be back. This episode of the Parody Podcast was sponsored by Harry Daniels, Jezza Cubing on YouTube and Cubing Madness on YouTube. Now let's talk about cancelled competitions. As some of you may know, many competitions around the world have been cancelled due to COVID-19, which has caused a lot of upset on people. Our own competition, Adelaide Winter, got cancelled and it's very frustrating because it was a comp to qualify for Australian Nationals. As you know, Mitch, they had all the events except 5x5. Yeah, 
Personally, I am quite annoyed at this, of course, because I only had qualified at 3x3 before this because that was the only puzzle I could solve at the time of my first and only competitions. And there aren't many competitions where we live, so it is hard. I haven't gone to one since, and it's hard to go to one. So I probably won't go to one until nationals. Yeah, it's really um, frustrating, don't you think? Um, like, even for me, I've done a few events, but you're so good now at a lot more events. Like, at the time you started your first comp, and then you've missed a few. Like, you need Adelaide Winter, like, to qualify. Yeah, I need to be able to do this. And 3 by 3 may not even be your main event, like... No. And that's what's sad about it on Nats, but obviously it is what it is, and uh, this uh, is not the worst bit. I'm scared that Australian Nationals 2020 will be cancelled. Uh, this is a very important competition to me, as it's one of the biggest comps in the world this year. Yeah, but obviously it isn't just, though, I know we probably sound like spoiled brats or something, but many, many people have missed out on a lot of competitions, and lots of people have suffered much worse during this pandemic. But uh, we have seen, in the light of this... However, online competitions, these have been really great and people have enjoyed them. Unfortunately, they aren't comp legal just because, uh, sorry, unfortunately, they don't go towards your WCA just because of like how things work out and stuff. But it's really great to see this and a lot of people have really enjoyed them. We really hope as restrictions start easing in some places of the world, though, that comes with it more competitions, possibly before OSNATs, but who really knows? So hopefully we'll start seeing some soon, but I think it still might be a couple of months before we still see one actually scheduled. We hope the cons come back come back soon. Yeah, for sure. I mean, imagine if they were legal, Leo Boromir would be ranked second in the oh, averages. Yeah. Like he got a sub five average. Like he's that's, crazy. That's like that's challenging Felix, you know what I mean? Like Yeah, I know. Leo's doing some crazy crazy stuff at this moment, so yeah, I mean, we'll have to see how it works out. Obviously, the online comps have got better as people with experience, the um, community has um, worked it out better. But um, Yeah, it's great to see how we can adapt to situations like this when social events are literally what our community revolves around. Yeah, for sure. All right, we're going to go take a quick break and then we'll be back with one of the biggest cubing YouTubers, Cubing Encoded. This episode was brought to you by dailypuzzles.com.au. If you are after reliable customer service fast shipping, and overall a pleasant shopping experience, you need to check them out. They have a great range of puzzles. And that's not all. If you guys use code PARITY, you can get 10% off your entire order. That's P-A-R-I-T-Y at dailypuzzles.com.au. Okay, so as we mentioned before, we've got a very special guest on the show. Joining us here today is uh, the king of YouTube at the moment in cubing, Mr. Kevin Lee, aka Cubing Encoded. Welcome, Kevin. I wouldn't call myself the king of YouTube, but thank you so much. No problem. <laughs> thank you for having me. Uh, no problem. Thanks for coming on. Okay, so obviously you've been absolutely killing it on YouTube at the moment. What do you think it's been that's made you grow so much recently? I mean, obviously you've been spending more time at home. So do you think it's been like more uploads and stuff like that? Uh, yeah, thank you so much. You know, I've been doing YouTube for six, you know, five, six years at this point. Um, but lately I've been taking it really seriously. Um, you know, as you can see during quarantine, when quarantine started for the past two months, I've been uploading almost every single day, which in cubing, you don't really see, you know, it's basically unheard of for cubing for daily uploads. Uh, so I feel like that's what makes me stick out. The nice thing is that my videos, compared to a lot of other people's, are a little bit quicker to make, and I'm also a faster editor, so that just makes me able to just upload that much. And that's really it, I think. Wow. Interesting. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You've obviously got very good workflow. Um, yeah. And yeah, uploading daily definitely helps gain 
So um, about your uh, editing, what editing software do you actually use? Okay, so here, here's the thing with my editing software, right? So I got, I got, I used iMovie for three years and, you know, I was just pretty casual on that. I didn't really do anything too special. And then recently I got Adobe Premiere Pro and I was like, well, there's so many, like, there's so many new tools, you know, I could use this transition or like, you know, use color grading and do a bunch of things I couldn't do with iMovie. The problem with that, the problem with Premiere Pro though, is that it's really slow to edit on. So, if, you know, for example, if I'm uploading a four minute video on Premiere Pro, it's going to take me around two to three hours, uh, maybe four, because one, I'm not really too used to the software, and two, there's just more steps when you're trying to just cut a clip. You know, you have to, instead of just cutting it, you have to get a tool or something and then cut it. So just small things like that that add up to the time. Uh, so then I decided when I started uh, uploading daily again, I just went back to iMovie because I needed to get videos out quickly. Um, and using iMovie would really make it a lot more efficient, you feel? Really? So now you're using iMovie again? I mean, it's, it's a good editor, you know? I mean... Everything around my software, you know, I, I use a pretty like high quality camera. I use a really good lens. My my studio, it's basically just my room, but I do have these these lights that I, I've been really, really liking lately. And so I feel like that masks the, uh, the I guess, amateur editing software. Yeah, yeah lighting is really useful. Mm. It has a lot of power. So how or why did you start making YouTube videos? Um, I started doing YouTube... Mainly because, because I wanted, wanted the luxury of not having to pay for cubes. So, so I come from a pretty low income household. household. So, so, you know, I couldn't really buy any of the cubes I wanted. You know, I would have to stick with like the Guanlong as like my main cubes and everything. And I remember seeing a JR Cuber video actually. And he was all like, oh, how do I get all my cubes? How do I pay for them? Actually, I don't pay for them because, you know, I have companies sending them. And, you know, coming from a lower income household, I was like, 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 I was like, wow, maybe, maybe this could be my way to actually get, get some of these nicer cubes, cubes, you know, getting, getting something, something like a nicer 7x7, like, you know, these, these magnetic directories. directories. Uh, so, so I just started making videos, and then the passion grew the from there, you know, at first it was just to get free cubes, but eventually I realized that it was really fun to actually just make videos. Yeah. Wow. That's so inspiring. Why do you like YouTube so much? Like, why do you prefer that over, say, Instagram or TikTok or something? Well, well, the nice, the nice thing, thing about YouTube, YouTube is that you can get a, a lot more of a dedicated, dedicated fan base. base. So, so if you look, look at something like TikTok, TikTok right? Uh, uh, you know, the, the top, top creators, creators you're really, really, there's, there's no, no, I guess, fan dedication to their to the creators because, you know, they're just coming by uh, a lot of their videos by chance and then they just watch them for 15 seconds to 30 seconds and they just scroll and watch the next thing. But then for YouTube, it's a lot different, you know, if you're invested in a creator, then you'll you'll stay on this, you'll stay on the video for, you know, minutes, you know, even hours at a time and you become, you create a much more personal relationship, I feel like, with the creator, which I think makes it uh, stand out from other social media sites. Yeah, definitely. Uh, with TikTok, like, I've seen big creators with lots of followers. They really get the views that YouTube's with the same amount of followers get because mainly the way to get views just on the For You page. Yeah, you know, TikTok, it's it's very, uh, you know, the algorithm is a lot better for newer people, I feel like, because for YouTube, once you have that established uh, fan base, then it's, it's yours to control, but then for TikTok, it's basically you're just relying on the algorithm 100%. You know, even if you're already big, you're still relying on the For You page. Um, and that's just, you know, just another perk of YouTube that, you know, you have more control. Yeah, definitely. I guess Absolutely. that's what makes TikToks, uh, TikToks are fun for 
small uh, creators, not uh, large creators, but small creators, it's quite a good platform to grow. Oh yeah, you know, when you're, you know, it's basically, the thing I like about TikTok that I like a lot actually, is that you don't, anyone, basically everyone has a chance. You know, I feel like YouTube is pretty shut off, I feel like, when you want to start, because you make a channel, you upload a video, it gets zero views, it could be a great video, but no one's going to watch it, you have to you know, you have to really work on it really hard. But then for something like TikTok, you upload a video and if the first video is good, then it'll just go on the For You page and it'll get recommended by itself. And then you'll get the views just like that. But YouTube, uh, it's a little bit more shut off. Yeah, it's amazing. Absolutely. So talking about TikTok, do you think your TikTok page has any uh, impact on your YouTube channel growth? Uh, de definitely not. Uh, you know, <laughs> I feel like my TikTok page is has the growth because of my YouTube channel instead of vice versa um, and definitely like I, I know people who have you know hundreds of thousands on TikTok yet on YouTube they only have a couple hundred and that's because you know you, uh, you, TikTok doesn't really transfer to other social media as well you know if you could be huge on TikTok but the thing is, is that, you know, once again, the fans don't have a personal connection with you because it's TikTok. Um, so they're not going to go to your other social medias, your other platforms. So, yeah, I definitely feel that it does not affect it. So uh, when did you uh, get into cubing? Like what uh, got you introduced into the speed cubing world? Um, well, it was back in sixth grade. So I'm currently 16 years old. I'm a junior. And this was, you know, six years ago, I think. And... In my school, cubing was really huge. So basically, everyone knew how to solve a cube, and I wanted to jump on the bandwagon in a way. And I decided, hey, I wanna. This looks cool. I wanna try this also. And then, you know, once I started doing it, I got kind of hooked. I started watching cubing videos and like other YouTubers, and yeah, I just kept on going from there. Yeah, yeah, like, I feel like a lot of the times, like, with school districts, you know, there's that huge cubing, like, that huge cubing explosion, and then after about a couple of years, no one's really doing it, but, you know, that initial explosion, it's interesting. Yeah, it's, interesting. it's amazing. So, uh, to do with YouTube, what camera do you use, actually, and what lens? So, okay, so I'm using the Panasonic G7. It's a, it's one of the best 4K cameras, in my opinion, uh, that comes at a lower price. And then the lens, I actually got a new lens recently. It's a Sigma, uh, I think, 16mm f1.8. So it has like a, so it like helps me have like a super blurry background and everything, which I really like. Um, and yeah, I, like overall, I'm really liking the camera setup right now. I've actually got a f1.8 lens as well. They're amazing. Really? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Just the background's gone. The background it is just so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't you don't need a backdrop like a wallpaper because I know you used to have wallpapers in your old videos. Uh, you had like a like a backdrop. Oh yeah. So recently, um, you know, I was. For the longest time, I was recording uh, downstairs. I had this like I had a a, a plain white table and a plain white backdrop, um, and I'll just record everything there. Um, but then I decided uh, that my videos doing that it looked kind of kind of plain in my opinion. You know, it looked clean, but it looked just kind of boring. I wanted to put some more color into it, so I recently moved just into my room. I got these lights, and then uh, yeah, I really like how the videos look right now. Yeah, they look yeah, amazing right now. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. Like. Your old videos were very clean, very nice, but um, it just looked a bit perfect. Now they have nice colors and Thank you. it's just got a good vibe to it. Yeah, it just works really well. Um, so what are your favorite events? 
My favorite event right now, by far, like not even close, is 6x6. So I got this like YJ MGC 6x6 and it is incredible. Um, it got my times from I think around 2 minutes and 10 seconds down to around 1 minute 52 seconds, you know, that's what I'm averaging right now. And like, it, like huge drops, like nowadays I don't even touch a 5 5 or 3 x 3 And yeah, it's just been 6x6 all the way right now. Wow. <laughs> that's amazing. The YJs are really killing it as well. It's, it's so... It, it is amazing. I can't, I couldn't believe how good it is. It's just killing it at the moment, YJ. Oh yeah, 100%. Like with with all the cubes they're doing right now, like, you know, the, the MGC Elite 3 3 you know, it's a great 3 3 just overall, you know, good price also. And the 5 5 and 6 by 6 are just perfect, in my opinion. On point, yeah. My all-time favorite YJ puzzle was the Yulong V2M, because it's so cheap for, the, like, like, it's oh, the cheapest V2M, budget yeah. puzzle. But it felt high quality. So how did you come up with the name Cubing Encoded? Uh, my, my gamer tag on, like, Minecraft was Secrets Encoded, and then I just made it Cubing Encoded because it would, it just worked well. I mean, there's no, like, interesting story. I feel like a lot of YouTubers, uh, they get their, their, uh, YouTube name just from their gamer tags, so, yeah, that was, that was mine. <laughs> That's so good. What's one thing that most people don't really know about you? I, f I feel like my age, I, f I get, whenever I talk about my age on my channel, you know, people always assume I'm way older when I meet people in real life and they know that, and they hear, they figure out that I'm a junior in high school, they're always just blown away, it's so funny. Um, I mean, you know, the thing is, I started YouTube when I was pretty young, I was 12 years old, so I started really early, uh, so I, and then also, at the same time, the people I'm competing, I guess competing against, but like, you know, that's, it's not really a competition, but, you know, the pe the other YouTubers, like, you know, I'm just gonna say some, like, keeps off here, like, Speak Your Review, Tingman, uh, especially, like, Jperm, they're all, like, twice my age, you know, not Jperm, but all the other ones, they're twice my age, uh, so, you know, people don't really think I'm 16 at first. Yeah. And that's such an advantage, like, you've got so many years on you. Yeah, but that, it's also, you know, it's also not as good because they have just more years of just life experience than me, because... So overall, they're just a lot smarter, but you know, it's, it goes both ways. Mm. <laughs> okay, so I know this is a bit of a weird question, but how did it feel to win 5x5 five five at West LA, West LA Winter uh, the other year? Obviously, that region is largely dominated by Max Park, so how did you feel when he wasn't there? Did you feel like uh, you had a chance or something? It was, it was, it was amazing. <laughs> Don't even get me started. Okay, so normally when I go to competitions, you know, like, I feel like if I went to uh, some other places at competitions, I would do pretty well. But then at my competitions, we have Max Park, which you don't, you just don't beat the guy. And then we also have Danny Park, which is also, you know, world championships, like semi-finalists or finalists. So, you know, there's not really too much room for podium spots behind them. Um, so the one time they were both gone, I decided this is going to be my chance, you know, and then I just got my 5-5. And that's when I was, you know, really practicing it. And I remember when, in that final, when I was doing my solves, that was the first time I could remember actually getting so nervous doing solves that I felt like I was going to throw up. It was a weird feeling. Like, I know it's just, the thing is, like, okay, I know it's just cubing, right? But I was actually, like, getting, like, kind of sick to the stomach and, like, you know, like, doing the solves, especially because there was, like, oh my god, there was a group of, like, 10 kids also that were like following me every single time I went up to solve. So I go to the table and they would migrate over to my table and I had to like block them out. And like, it just made every, it just elevated the entire thing. And, but I got it done. So I was really happy. That's I can funny. imagine. <laughs> Obviously you're 16 years old. Uh, would uh, Cubing Encoded, your YouTube channel, would that be a part-time job, hobby or full-time job for you? Okay. So at the moment it is, 
I guess you could say part-time job, but I also see it as one of my main extracurriculars. So like, here's the thing, right? Right now, um, you know, in a few months, I'm going to be starting to apply to colleges. And from what I'm hearing is that my channel is actually going to help me a lot. Uh, and that's why I decided to go so hard on it. So, you know, right now it's like, you know, it's like my main extracurricular instead of like, you know, doing a lot of other clubs I, and like volunteer work. I just work on my channel instead, which I like a lot more. And it also works as a, as a part-time job. So, um, yeah, that's, that's how I'm viewing it right now. So this can help you get into college. Oh yeah, 100%. That's so good. Like I recently uh, applied for this um this program and then I uh you know, I wrote a lot about YouTube and everything and I got in and it was a pretty competitive applicant field where maybe my my academic stats were a little bit behind, but I knew that my YouTube stat uh my YouTube accomplishments would help me get in front of them. Wow, that's interesting. So there are a lot of people out there who have a channel including myself who like really look up to you and stuff and one day aspire to be like you, do you have any tips for those people to create a successful YouTube channel? Yeah, okay, so the thing is, right, like, when my channel first started growing, I was, it was when I was like 12 and 13 years old, and like, I don't know about you, but when I was 12, I didn't know what I was doing, you know, I was just uploading videos, and then the views just came to me, uh, which was, you know, so I don't exactly know how to get that first spike, you know, because I honestly forgot it was what happened when I was a lot younger, but... The thing I'm learning right now is that if you're just working hard and like and making things that other people aren't doing right now Then you're going to be able to do it um, You know, it's really just it's really just time in I feel like you know time in time out uh, Secondly, I think making connections and like, you know meeting people is really good um, You know, do you guys know who uh, Cubehead is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, He's killing it at my the favorite. He's, He's absolutely she oh my god I was having a conversation with Brody the Cuber about this. We were saying you know, I was all, like, we were talking about how, you know, he was doing a collaboration with uh, Cubehead. I'm probably not supposed to say this. Okay, he was doing a collaboration with him, and, like, I shouted him out, and I was all like, you know, maybe we, should, we shouldn't be doing this because CD's going to pass us. Like, he's, he's crushing it. And I think the reason why, you know, he's crushing it is, one, he makes great videos, but also, he's already friends with a lot of these people that are, like, you know, that have tons of subscribers, but he's already friends with them. So I feel like just reaching out and, like, you know, getting to know people, because if you have a good relationship with someone, then they're going to, like, want to help you out in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, hot take, but I think uh, Cubehead even hit 100,000 subs in a year. Honestly, Honestly we, were, we, were, we were exactly saying that. We were all like, you know what, by the end of the year, he's going to get 20k, 30k. Next year, maybe 100,000. <laughs> so, um, to do with cubing channels, uh, what do you think are the most uh, underrated cubing channels? Obviously, we have Cubehead, who's uh, catching up. Uh, just Cubehead, honestly. Uh, TNL, TNL Cubing, his videos, I've always thought were just, like, fantastic. You know, super great, like, cinematography and everything. Great colors, great editing. Um, so I think he's doing really well. Honestly, the thing is, I don't really watch too many Cubing channels nowadays. Um, you know, I used to watch a ton, but nowadays I'm, I don't really watch too many. So I don't really know too many great Cubing channels that are too sm that are smaller besides, like, Cubehead. And once again, TNL Cubing. <laughs> yeah, TNL Cubing's great. It's amazing. Hey, he's, he's fantastic. So how did your videos go so viral on YouTube? Any particular reason? Like, even your early videos? Um, could you specify some of the videos? Like, I, I know I know my most popular video is How to Solve Rubik's Cube in less than 5 seconds, got 10 million views, and that video I honestly have no idea. I have no clue how it popped off. Um, but uh, for my so for some of my other videos that you know got a couple like hundred thousands or like even a couple million, um, I think just looking at what works on YouTube and trying to put 
and trying to rep trying to replicate it. So my most popular my second most popular video is called Keeping Expectations versus Reality. And you know, expectations versus reality at the time were, you know, really big, like a really popular topic to make skits about and everything. So I decided, hey, you know what, I'll just make my own and you know, you can see what happened. Um, and just some other things, you know, it's just seeing what works on YouTube in general, you know, what words are like, you know, are are going to draw people's attentions and what works well with the algorithm and just taking advantage of it. Yeah. How yeah, long did sure. it take for um, some of those videos to like blow up? Did it happen almost immediately? It was like after a week or a month or how long did it take? Oh, interesting question. So it's always, it's always different, right? The thing is, a lot of the times I would upload a video at first, you know, the first week, it would just completely flop on me. I'm just like, oh, okay. You know, next video, I guess that wasn't a success. But then... I'll look back, you know, one, two years later, and it would have 100,000 views, you know, so it's very interesting. But my most popular video, How to Sell Rubik's Cube in less than five seconds, I uploaded it, it did pretty well. One month later, it started getting its first spike, went down a little bit, there was another spike, and then it just, like, exploded from there. And it kept on going like that for, like, about a year. Uh, you know, consistently, you know, tons of views for about a year, and then it finally started to taper off. <laughs> yeah, wow. Oh, wow, that's amazing. That's so good. Oh yeah, it, it was it was wild. Yeah. So how did you get sponsored by Speakube Shop? Did you reach out to them or did they reach out to you? Oh yeah, I I had to reach out to them. So it was I think I had around two thousand subscribers at the time, and I you know I just I just reached out. I was asking, oh yeah, could I could I just get, you know get a sponsorship because that's initially why I started cubing or doing uh, YouTube, and uh, yeah, so they. They uh they hooked me up. At first, it was fifty percent off on all cubes. The next year, um, I got to around five thousand subscribers, and they said, "Oh, we'll give you seventy off, seventy percent off on all cubes." And then the next year, I had eleven thousand or twelve thousand, and they said, "Okay, we'll give you your like all free cubes now." So it wasn't like all of a sudden I was paying full price, and then I got everything for free. It was you know a slow progression. Yeah, yeah wow. I mean that's how a lot of people start off, but as you grew, you definitely earned your way, and um. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it, it, it was super cool. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Do you have any tips for someone starting out to get sponsored? Um, the thing about being sponsored is that they look at two things, right? They look at, they look at how big you are right now, and then they also look at how big you could be potentially later on. So if they see a smaller channel, but they could see tons of tons of uh, potential, then yeah, they'll definitely sponsor you. So let's say that you're at five hundred subscribers and you're making you know, pretty okay videos, you know, it doesn't really look, really look like it's going to go anywhere, they're probably not going to sponsor you. If you have 500 and you're putting, you know, tons of effort into every single video and they could tell that you're going to do something great in, the, you know, one to two years, then you'll get sponsored. So you just have to uh, show the company that that uh, you're going to make it. Um. So how do you come up with your video ideas? You've come up with some really good videos lately. Do you like brainstorm or is there any particular thing that you do? Oh my gosh, video ideas are so hard to come up with. Um, you know, like it, it varies with the YouTuber. I know Speaker Review. He was telling me how he has a like a list of like thirty video ideas that he just has to, like that he just you know get, trying to get to. For me, every single video feels like feels like my last. You know, it's like oh, this is my this is my last idea. Like I have no more ideas after this video. But then every single day, I just seem to come up with just something. And the other thing, you know, I mean, I can make one type of video that I could also keep on repeating. So, you know, keeping TikToks, you know, whenever I feel like it, if I'm just completely out of ideas, keeping TikToks or, you know, go on Reddit and then keeping Reddit videos. So it's uh, finding ideas that you could do multiple times. And then also just, I may, I do brainstorm a lot. You know, I, I learned this technique where you get a dictionary and you just go on some random word 
and you look at that word and think, hey, can I make a video from this? And then if not, you just go to another word, random word, just close your eyes, other word, put your finger on it. Can I make a, can I make a video from this word? And uh, yeah, that's the brainstorming technique that I learned that actually helps a lot. I really like it. Wow, that's a great technique. Um, so what's your relationship with Brody the Cuba like? We saw earlier, like about a month ago, we had the one turn, one pull up stuff. Have you, are you guys like good friends or how does that work? Oh uh, yeah, he's a super cool guy. Um, I remember when my channel first started getting a little bit more popular about, you know, two years ago, he reached out and we just, you know, we chatted and we, the way we look at YouTube is pretty similarly, you know, we always, we love, uh, we just love the, I guess the brainstorming part of it and just like putting ideas and just, you know, you know, seeing the engagement and everything. And then, I don't know why, but you know, you, you saw, you know, I did the push-up challenge and then all of a sudden he was doing a pull-up challenge and I said I have to, I had to one-up him, so I did the same thing and then we started to just do a collaboration. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a super cool guy. Like, he's, he's great. Yeah. I saw some guy uh, do the pull-up challenge in like nine minutes with a cube. I saw, you know, Ra Rami Sabahi, he did it in three minutes or I think it might, three or two minutes because the thing is, the thing is, he, when he solves a cube, he doesn't use any moves. You know, he did... He, he got a 33 move solution on his very first try and then on top of that he's also in pretty good shape so the pull-ups weren't too hard like okay to be fair i feel like if i could if i got a 33 move solution i could probably get pretty close to him the problem is i suck at 33 so it takes me like you know 60 to 70 moves um but yeah no he did rami sabahi just blew us all away it was so sad incredible i think one of the strategies is uh having the cube really close to the bar so you don't uh, have, to... have to you have to have it right next to you not like Brady the Cube where he was yeah, like no, he had to walking all the whole time <laughs> yeah no I was like you know what maybe you know if I can't solve a cube as fast as him I'm definitely going to have the cube closer to me because that's how I'm going to win <laughs> absolutely I'll all just right. finish it off with one last question do you think quarantine has really helped you uh, push your channel and uh, make more videos I love this question you know for for basically like my entire time I've been running my channel, I've never been able to go really 100% on it because I would always have other things like everyone else, you know, everyone has, you know, like school, their sports and everything, like clubs and everything. So I never really was able to, you know, put 100% into YouTube. But recently, you know, once quarantine started, I decided I'm actually going to try, you know, seeing what I could do with this because now basically everything else I had was gone, you know, sure I had to like study for my AP test and everything and like I sure I still had to um, do a couple of things for clubs on online, but the workload from everything else was so much lower. So I decided, oh yeah, like now is like, w when will I ever get a time like this to just go 100% on YouTube? So I just took advantage of it. And uh, it's, I mean, it, it, it's been paying off. It's been doing super well lately and I'm, I'm definitely happy I made that choice. Well, yeah. I'm I'm gonna make a prediction. I think you'll hit a hundred thousand subs in maybe a month or two. Not not a month, not a month. If you're looking at the analytics right now, not a month. The the goal is to hit it before this year. Um, okay. Once again, with college apps coming up, you know, I apply and everything about like by the end of the year, and I want to hit a hundred thousand subscribers before college apps so badly. <laughs> so that's really like why I'm going so hard on top of that. Yeah. yeah, that's just amazing. And just to have the silver play button, that would be a dream country. Come that silver play button, I've been watching YouTubers like for like for like my entire life. And I remember when I first started watching YouTube, I would see YouTubers unbox your play button. And I thought, wow, like what if I could actually get one of those? But I didn't ever actually think I could. But now I'm, I'm in a position to actually get that award. And I mean, it's just a, it's just 
a normal plaque, you know, it's like, it's heavy, I guess, it's cool, but it's just a normal plaque, but that means so much to me to get that. that yeah, the significance behind it is huge. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. It's not just a silver, like, play button, it's, it's like, oh man, it's years of hard yeah, work. I really want one as well. Yeah. 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 yeah it's yeah. such a good uh, milestone. Yeah, once I have that on my wall, I'll be, I'll be done. I'll, it's going to be, uh, everything's going to be, everything's going to be perfect. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Thank you so much, uh, Kevin, for being on this show. Uh, we hope yeah, you likewise. enjoyed. Uh, uh, thank you so much again. Yeah. Uh, good luck yeah, with likewise. YouTube. Good talking to you guys. Thanks. Thank you so much. Good luck with your podcast. Thank you. Thanks See so ya. much, Kevin. All right. Thanks so much, Kevin. That was so much fun having you on. Cubian Code is such a genuine guy. Thank you so much to him for coming on. Yeah. Uh, we'll obviously leave it. Uh, we'll obviously leave a link in his uh, in the show notes. But most of you have already checked him out, so I'm not sure what, what use that would do. But thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Now it's time for true or false. Woohoo. Okay, so for those of you who aren't sure, me and Jan have a competition going over the period of six months of true or false to see who can get the most questions correct over that period. Jan got three the first time, I got three last time. So now it's back to Jan's turn and let's just get straight into it. Let's go. Okay, so the first question is, true or false? The standard 4x4 size is 60 millimeters. I'm going to say that's incorrect because... Most cubes, maybe 2015, they were all 62 millimetres. Obviously, I, I wish the standard size was 60 millimetres, I think, so I'm just going to have to say false, but um, I hope it's, yeah. Uh, that is correct. The standard size of a 4x4, like you said before, is 62 millimetres. Well done. Next question, true or false? Felix has the fastest 3x3 solve ever. Um... Solve or average? Solve. So unofficial, obviously. Yeah, unofficial solve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so obviously we have Yusheng Du, but we have Felix. I think he got like a 3.4. Obviously, I've probably seen fake things that are faster, but I mean, there's got to be someone out there that's got a faster time, so I'm going to have to say false. That is correct. Uh, I believe it is Max Park who has the fastest. Oh, yeah, because he got the Thursday threes and stuff. Like, that yeah. man is crazy. He's crazy, like, yeah. Such a good 3x3 three three solver. Okay, next question. True or false? The newest cube to be released from YJ to the market is the YJ Yuhu Megamix. Um, I haven't seen much apart from that. Uh, and the 4x4, four four, which is coming out soon. Um, obviously, I'm going to have to say that's true because... Um, I haven't seen anything else from YJ. Yeah, obviously that's correct. That was a bit of an easy one. Okay, next question, true or false? Patrick Ponce holds the third fastest official 3x3 single. Official? Oh, there's got to be someone that's done it faster than him. Oh. So we obviously we have Felix, who got like a 4.2. Then we have um, Yu Shang Du, obviously, but... There's got to be someone out there, maybe. So I'm just going to say false. Unfortunately, that is incorrect. He does actually hold the third fastest 3x3 three three single. True or false, the clock world record average is 4.54 seconds. I know it's in the fours, but 4.54 doesn't come to mind to me. So, you know, I'm just going to have to throw it out there. This is a guess. Uh, I'm going to say it's false. Is that correct? Yes, it is. This... Uh 
fastest, oh, sorry, the world record average is 4.38 by Yun Hao Lu. Yes, let's go. Okay, so that's four out of five, so that means I'm going to have to really deliver next month to uh, stay in the game. Yeah, you're going to have to catch up to me, Mitch. Thank you to everyone for listening to this episode. Uh, we really hope you enjoyed it. Um, thank you so much to Kevin for coming on. Like, yeah, we... thanks so much. We really love that. Make sure that you guys follow all of our socials. Uh, we've obviously got Patreon to sponsor the podcast. Also go follow us on Instagram, subscribe to us on YouTube, and follow us on Twitter. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Until then, see ya. Thank you so much to Daily Puzzles again. Uh, this is the third time they sponsored our episode, so if you haven't checked them out already, just do. And you can get 10% off when you use code. Parody for 10% off.